What is up everyone? It's Quinn here. And in today's video, I'm going to be going through the best draft strategy from picks one through four in your fantasy football drafts. I do want to apologize in advance if my voice sounds a little bit off, feeling a little bit under the weather, you know, throat's a little sore, but we're going to be powering through. And if I'm being totally honest, the draft strategy videos are honestly like my favorite pieces of content that I put out throughout the off season. I feel like they're super applicable and I feel like they do kind of, you know, put out a lot of information and just help you guys get a decent kind of overview of potential draft strategies that you guys can take into your fantasy football leagues. So in today's video, I'm going to be going through some of the players I'd like to target, you know, in rounds one, two, or three, when we can kind of predict what fantasy football ADP is going to be looking at. So looking at solid targets there, I'm going to be breaking down four different mock drafts that I did from each draft spot. So pick one, two, three, and four, you know, just talking about some general trends and some strategies that I think are important when you have an early pick, you know, in the first round. So let's just jump right into it. And we're going to start off by looking at some of the targets. And obviously we're going to be starting off here in round one. So I actually compiled ADP from three different sites. So I went ESPN, Yahoo, and then Sleeper. I combined the ADPs and you can see here on the uh, graphic. So Justin Jefferson is the uh, number one pick according to ADP or the consensus ADP at 1.7. And I have these guys color-coded. So green, these are players that I really like in this range. Yellow, I'm okay with picking them, but I guess I'm not like overly excited. And then red would be, I'd be fading these guys. So these are kind of like the eight picks that you have a shot at seeing in the top four. As you can see here, the first three guys here, Justin Jefferson, Christian McCaffrey, Jamar Chase. I really like all three of these players. I think if you're getting really any of these guys from pick one through four, it's a win. Jefferson's my 101 in my rankings. I have Chase as my 102. Christian McCaffrey is my 103. If you go CMC at one, Jefferson at one, like I don't really care. I think both those guys are solid picks. If you get Chase anywhere from two on, I think he's a great pick. I think things start to get a little interesting when we look at pick four, because at least in my opinion, that is my consensus top three then I feel like you could be going in a few different directions. I think in some leagues, you're going to see guys like Tyreek Hill and Cooper Cup go at four and five. Maybe they even go a little bit earlier. I wouldn't be shocked. I think in other leagues, you're going to see running backs go early. So whether it's Austin Eckler or Bijan Robinson, I think you could see one of those guys up there. I also think there's a shot that Travis Kelsey could kind of sneak in. And if I'm being honest, he's kind of the only player out of this eight that I really don't love at pick four. I believe I have Travis Kelsey as my uh, number nine overall player. For me, I really struggle to put him ahead of Cup Hill, honestly, Bijan and Eckler at this spot. I just think you're drafting a tight end who I believe is going to be turning 34 years old. I'm just not willing to do that over guys like Eckler, Cup, Bijan, or Tyreek Hill. And also you're going to see in some of my mock drafts, like you're able to get Mark Andrews in the third round. I'd much rather get third round Mark Andrews than have to reach at a top four pick to draft Travis Kelsey. So basically in the first round, love Jefferson, love CMC, love Jamar Chase. And then I'm fine with pretty much any combo of, you know, Eckler, Cup, Bijan, or Tyreek Hill for that fourth overall pick. Now shifting into round two, or I guess like the two, three turn, looking at players you could be finding here in round two. So we've got Nick Chubb, Amon Ross St. Brown, Garrett Wilson, Tony Pollard. We start to get into some of the quarterbacks with Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. And then to kind of wrap up this area, we have Jalen Waddell and Brees Hall. So as you can see by the ADP, some of these guys may not be available when you're picking at, uh, what would it be, 21, 22, 23, or 24. But then I also have guys like Jalen Waddell or Brees Hall 
who are kind of according to consensus going a little bit after. So just getting the full range here. And as you can see, there's pretty much six out of eight of these players I love here. I think the back end of the second round, there's going to be some really nice options available. Everyone's draft is going to be different. You know, some drafts are going to be super wide receiver heavy. Others, the running backs are just going to get, you know, completely wiped out early to mid second round. But as you can see here, Nick Chubb, you're getting Nick Chubb back into the second. I think that's a huge W. I'm on Ross St. Brown, Garrett Wilson. If you start off with a running back, one of those guys is your wide receiver one. I feel solid. You start off with a Jefferson, a Chase, a Hill, a Cup. You get those guys as your wide receiver two. I think you're in a great spot. And then Tony Pollard, love him here at the back end of the second. You can see the only two players I don't like here are Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. I do think these guys are warranted to be top three quarterbacks. We actually have Mahomes going ahead of this, according to the uh, consensus ADP. I just really can't rationalize going after these dudes in the early second round, or sorry, the late second round. Even early third, as you're going to see in a little bit, is just too rich for me. So I'm hard passing on those guys. Behind them, Jalen Waddell, Brees Hall. Also love both of those guys at their price. So pretty much here, I want to be going after the non-quarterbacks. I think the value's there. Just fading those quarterbacks, especially as you're going to see once I start to uh, get into my mock drafts, you're going to be able to get some high upside quarterbacks fall to you in the later fourth round. So I'm not going to be reaching in the late second when I can get high upside guys, you know, two rounds later. And then finally, looking at round three, obviously we have some repeats here because it's at the turn. Still not interested in Josh Allen or Jalen Hurts. Still very interested in Jalen Waddell and Brees Hall. And then we have three straight running backs here. Uh, Brees Hall, one of them, Travis Etienne, and then Ramondre Stevenson. And then we also have uh, Najee Harris. So I'm pretty much going to be in on Ramondre Stevenson here, and I'm going to be out on Etienne and Najee Harris. So I feel like Ramondre Stevenson is in that tier with guys like Brees Hall, Josh Jacobs, um, you know, Chubb, Pollard. I feel like he's in with those guys. Derrick Henry, not sure if I mentioned him. At least in my opinion, I view Travis Etienne and Najee Harris in a tier below those guys and kind of significantly below those options. So I'd be willing to spend an early third round pick on any of those running backs in the tier I just mentioned. For guys like Etienne and Najee Harris, I'm fine getting those guys at like the three, four turn. Earlier than that, I'm just not going to be biting. I don't think they have the guaranteed workloads as some of these other guys. So that's why I'd be avoiding them at this spot. And then Mark Andrews here, the second tight end, you know, behind Travis Kelsey. I think he's a great option here in the early third round. You're getting a guy who's proven he has a very high ceiling and you're getting him in the third round. I think it's solid, very high on the Ravens this season. So I like Mark Andrews there in the uh, early third round. Now we're going to be shifting into some of my mock drafts. So this first one here is going to be from the first overall pick. This was a uh, PPR scoring draft, two running backs, two wide receivers, uh, two flexes in the starting lineup. This one did have a kicker defense, you know, not really focused on that for this specific video. But at the 101, I think I mentioned at the top, Justin Jefferson is going to be my consensus 101, especially in PPR scoring. So I went with Justin Jefferson at the 101 overall here. We can see guys, Eckler, Chase McCaffrey was the top four, kind of what I was talking about earlier. And then we can see what picks I went with here at the two, three turn. So I actually think I got kind of lucky here. I was able to go Derrick Henry, Brees Hall back to back. I think this is honestly like the dream setup here. If you're confident that you can get these running backs to fall to you at like the two, three turn, like this worked out pretty much perfectly. 
But if we kind of ran into a spot where maybe, you know, Olave and Keenan Allen fell and Henry and Brees Hall went there, we could be kind of in a rough spot. And that's something I noticed in my other mock drafts. If you're picking from pick one through four, I think you really want to be confident that you're going to be leaving the first three rounds with at least one running back. Because as you can see throughout these mock drafts, I just don't really love the value of running backs once we're getting late fourth round and on. You know, once we start getting into the handcuffs, I'll start firing some shots off. But other than that, I think the value is at the wide receiver position. And I think if you don't pick one running back in those first three rounds, you're going to be stuck in this tough spot where the value is going to be at wide receiver and you kind of have to pass on it to get some weak running back. If you do want to go true zero RB, I get it. I just do really like these running backs that are going to be going late round two, early round three. So Henry, Brees Hall back to back, love the way that played out. Uh, At the 4-5 turn, I went Jerry Judy at wide receiver. So, so far, two running backs, two wide receivers. And then I got one of those elite upside quarterbacks in Justin Fields at the uh, 5-0-1. Love the value of Fields there. You can see Jalen Hurts went uh, early third round. Some of the other guys honestly did fall. Mahomes went like later in the third round. So maybe the value isn't insane, but I do like the pick of Fields. And then three of my next four picks were just pounding the wide receiver position. So I had Christian Kirk um, in round six, round eight, Quinton Johnston, round nine, Elijah Moore, and then round 10, Rashad Bateman. And then I had Darren Waller thrown in there in the seventh round. Like I said, I got my two running backs in a PPR scoring. I especially want those wide receivers to fill out the flexes. So looking at my starting lineup, Justin Fields, Derrick Henry, Brees Hall, Uh, And then Justin Jefferson, Jerry Judy at wide receiver, Waller at tight end, my flexes, Christian Kirk, Quinton Johnston. I have wide receivers, Elijah Moore and Rashad Bateman on the bench, which I feel very solid with. And then to kind of wrap up the rest of the rounds, just threw some darts on some of these running backs, Elijah Mitchell, Kendra Miller, Tank Bigsby. All these guys probably need an injury ahead of them to really be startable. But, you know, Derrick Henry, Brees Hall, if those guys are healthy, they're going to be locked in starters. And then hopefully you catch some sort of injury break. Obviously, you don't want, you know, players injured, but something happens where Elijah Mitchell steps into the starting job, Kendra Miller, Tank Bigsby, then those guys do become startable. So that was my draft from the 101. Now shifting over to the uh, 102, the second overall pick, this is also going to be PPR scoring, uh, two running backs, two wide receivers, and then just one flex in this mock draft. And this is going to be another example of a draft where I kind of went with like a double hero RB strategy. Once again, not going into these drafts saying like, this is exactly what's going to happen, but it's kind of just the way it played out. So this was a spot where Justin Jefferson went off the board at the 101. At the 102, I was pretty much choosing between Christian McCaffrey or Jamar Chase. Since I went wide receiver with the 101, thought, you know, maybe switch it up a little bit. Went with Christian McCaffrey here at the 102. I was able to get Brees Hall falling back to me at the uh, 211. This was a spot where a lot of the running backs kind of went early and I didn't love a lot of the options behind Brees Hall. So I was kind of fortunate he fell to me here, but it really wouldn't have been the end of the world if he didn't because I did go Christian McCaffrey at the uh, 102. Then you can see for four straight rounds, just spammed the wide receiver position. Loved the four straight wide receivers I was able to pick up. So Chris Olave in round three, I also considered Mark Andrews here, but I ended up going with Andrews in the uh, later two drafts. So, you know, kind of wanted to balance it out. So Chris Olave in the third, McLaurin in the fourth, DJ Moore in the fifth, 
then Mike Williams in the sixth round. So at this point, I have both my running back slots filled up. I have my two wide receiver spots, my flex spot, and then uh, one bench slot filled up here with Mike Williams, I guess, on the bench or DJ Moore, Terry McLaurin, whatever guy you do want to be starting there. Then I ended up going with Darren Waller in round seven. I think I went with him also in the first draft. I like the value. I think he's you know, a good spot here, has some upside at the tight end position, and you're getting him in round seven, which I like. Ended up going with Deshaun Watson in round eight. I like him at this spot. You know, you're getting him close to pick 100, somewhere around there. I think it makes sense. And then I actually got his teammate, Elijah Moore. You know, a nice little stack here, even though Elijah Moore is on the bench. If Deshaun Watson booms, Elijah Mitchell's probably going to be having a pretty strong season. And then since I hadn't picked any running backs since the first two rounds, just kind of rifled off Mitchell, Algier, Bigsby. You can kind of see these are just the types of running backs I'm going to be targeting later on. Then I scooped up Nico Collins to, I believe, be my sixth wide receiver, and then got Tajay Spears later in the draft. I guess you could have thrown a dart on a tight end or a quarterback, but for me, I feel like Waller and Watson are going to be solid options this season. So now shifting into the third draft, this was the 103, the uh, third overall pick, and this draft was actually a half-point PPR. So we can see the first two picks were McCaffrey and Justin Jefferson. This was a spot where I pretty much was going to be going Jamar Chase, or maybe I'd consider an Eckler or a Bijan Robinson. I went with Chase here at the 103. I got Brees Hall in the second round. Pretty much I was choosing between Brees Hall and Ramondre Stevenson. I'm very high on uh, Brees Hall heading into the season. I like Ramondre also. You know, if Brees Hall was already picked, I'd be cool taking Ramondre, but I do prefer Brees Hall just a little bit here. And then I ended up going with Mark Andrews in round three. I could have gone with a wide receiver like a Devonta Smith, You know, I kind of want to pass on these quarterbacks. So I did like the Mark Andrews pick, getting a high upside tight end. Then over the next three rounds, I went wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, kind of a trend, you know, rounds four through six, seven, I have just been hammering that wide receiver position. So Jerry Judy, Christian Watson, and Michael Pittman. Now this wide receiver tier, like there's a lot of variance. If you prefer a McLaurin, a London, a Moore, you know, a Williams, you're kind of just going to be able to have your pick of your guys at this spot. I just wanted to switch it up a little bit for each of these drafts. And then I ended up going with the quarterback position in round seven. I just liked the value of Trevor Lawrence here in the seventh round. I do feel like there's a decent fall off after him. So I wanted to just kind of secure that position. I didn't really like the running backs that were on the board at this point. I felt like I had, uh, you know, picked a solid crop of wide receivers. And then I still hammered the wide receiver position after the Trevor Lawrence pick. So I went Brandon Cooks in round eight and then Rashad Bateman in round nine. So this was a spot where I have solid wide receivers. I've got two solid wide receivers on my bench that I think can fill in during bye weeks or with injuries to those flex spots. And then since I only had one running back at this point, I kind of just had to spam the running back position. Algier, Bigsby, Roshan Johnson, Tajay Spears, All four of those guys are pretty much one injury away from being startable options. So honestly, maybe early on in the season, this isn't going to be great because maybe Brees Hall isn't fantastic early on. And then these running backs haven't kind of worked into their backfields. But I think long term, it will kind of work out. Obviously, I kind of would like to have a second running back in those first three rounds. It just didn't play out that way. I didn't like the running back value in the uh, third round. And since I went with Jamar Chase, you know, didn't go Bijan or Austin Eckler. So I would say that's like the one weakness here. And that's kind of the warning I will put out that it's like, if you can't get at least one running back, 
I just think the running back position is going to suffer or the other positions are going to suffer because you'll have to draft a running back at a point where the value will be there on the wide receiver position. And now moving into my fourth and final draft, this is where we picked from the 104. And I do think 104 is probably like the least solid position I feel confident drafting from just because you're not guaranteed one of my big three, which is Jefferson Chase, Christian McCaffrey. As you can see in this draft, also, I don't know if I mentioned it, this is a half point PPR. The last one I did was also half point PPR. So, you know, switched it up just a little bit, but this is a spot where those first three go off and you kind of could go in a bunch of different directions. Is it Bijan? Is it Eckler? Is it Cup? Is it Tyree Kill? For me, I prefer Bijan over Austin Eckler. I wanted to lock down at least one running back in the first three rounds. So I went with Bijan Robinson. And then I actually got to go with Tony Pollard in the second round, very high on Pollard this season. And this was honestly a draft where a lot of teams got solid running back value late in the second. Pollard went at the 209, Jacobs went at the 210, Ramondre went at the 211, and then Brees went at the 212. So the value was going to be there, you know, even if you were pick one, two, or three. And then in the third round, pretty much had the option to go with Mark Andrews or get a wide receiver one like a T. Higgins. I opted to go with Mark Andrews. I like the positional advantage there. And then kind of fortunately for us, fourth round, Lamar Jackson fell to the 409. Personally, my tier one of quarterbacks features Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, and Lamar Jackson. I have Lamar Jackson in that tier. I think he's going to have a huge season. He already has the uh, highest point per game season for a quarterback. He has the best weapons of his career. He also has um, you know, an offense that I think where he's going to be passing the most in terms of volume you know, throughout his NFL career. So I like this little stack I built here. But we're in a spot where through four rounds of the draft, I have no wide receivers. So this is a spot where we needed to hammer the position. And I think I got some solid values. Went Christian Watson in round five, Marquise Brown in round six, Tyler Lockett in round seven, Quinton Johnston in round eight, and then Elijah Moore in round nine. So just rattled off five straight wide receivers, had two running backs, you know, quarterback at this point. And then I filled the wide receivers and the flex spots also with Elijah Moore as like a depth option. And then I had the elite tight end also. Also only had two running backs at this point. So went Elijah Mitchell in the 10th, Tank Bigsby in the 12th. And then uh, also went with Tyler Boyd in there. This was a draft that didn't have a ton of bench spots. So, you know, the bench only four slots here, but that's just kind of the way the mock was set up. So those are my four drafts. Honestly, I think the big takeaway I have here is you want to be flexible but I do think the one thing you want to focus on is getting at least one running back. And I do think this is kind of a spot where you're going to want to try to predict how your league is going to operate because I could see a spot where, you know, say you're picking at the 101, 102, you like Justin Jefferson, you like Jamar Chase, but if you're in a league where you think these running backs are just going to be sucked up, you know, in the first round and a half, and you don't think you're going to have the option to get a Brees Hall or a Mondre Stevenson to fall to you in the second round, I really wouldn't blame you for going with a Christian McCaffrey at the 101 or the 102, because I do think you want to get at least one running back. On the other hand, if you think you know, you're in a PPR league, you think people are going to value wide receivers a ton, then you, know, you could go Justin Jefferson at the 101, and you may still have the opportunity to get one or two other strong running backs 
like I think I did in my first mock draft. Yeah, went Jefferson, Henry, Brees, Hall. I feel like that's a pretty great start. So I think you want to look for a running back, but I understand how your strategy could kind of shift where maybe you have to go for a running back in one of those first four picks because you're not sure if they're going to get back to you. I think in general, targeting those wide receivers in the mid rounds is kind of the way to go. I think that's where the value is. I think the first like one through four picks, they also give you solid opportunities to get an elite tight end in that early third round. And I also think they give you a nice opportunity to get an elite quarterback to fall back to you in like the late fourth, early fifth round. Like you saw, I was able to snag Lamar Jackson in one of these drafts, Justin Fields in another. So I think it's a really solid spot to draft. I think the only risk is if those running backs do get sucked up, your hand kind of could be forced a little bit, but I think in general, it's a solid spot to draft from. Let me know what you guys think of this video. If you are drafting early, you know, let me know how it goes. I'm going to be having videos out for picks five through eight and then nine through 12 within the next week or so. Going to be kind of mixing in some other videos in between those. If you enjoyed, do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. But thank you all for stopping by and I will see you in the next one.